Lady Bird is the most beautiful coming-of-age film I've seen in recent memory. And one of the great things Greta Gerwig does as a writer and a director is recontextualize the idea we have of home. In Lady Bird, home takes on three central forms. A place, a relationship, and a name. Part 1. A Place Home is a place. It's the portrait of 2002 Sacramento depicted in the film. A place that feels lived in and whole. The center stage for Lady Bird's coming-of-age metamorphosis, dealing with shifting and shaping friend groups, the drama of a Catholic high school, falling in and out of love, trying to make sense of the small space that to her represents the world. But at the height of her ambition and growing power and autonomy, home becomes something to leave. She longs to attend a college in New York, somewhere prestigious, to leave the nest she was born in and take flight, somewhere, anywhere but here. There's this desire to be separate from her family, the genesis of much of her emotional strife because she desires that independence. Sacramento conjures up negative feelings and negative emotions for her. It hits too close to home. It's the reason why, despite getting accepted to UC Davis, she holds out hope for her waitlisting at a New York college. Sacramento is her childhood, yes, but it's also her immaturity. It's her growing pains and the people who caused them. It's not until the end of the movie that Lady Bird is able to reclaim Sacramento and all of its bends and all of its stores as she reminisces on driving through it for the first time. Did you feel emotional the first time that you drove in Sacramento? I did, and I wanted to tell you, but we weren't really talking when it happened. All those bends I've known my whole life, and stores, and the whole thing. Part 2. A Relationship Home is the complex dynamic between a mother and daughter who truly love each other, but whose powerful personalities often come at odds, in the process of trying to understand one another. Lady Bird desperately wants autonomy and independence, but her mother views her as immature and ungrateful, unable to put the family's struggles into perspective. From their financial situation to her father's unemployment and long-lasting battle with depression, the struggle of Ladybird wanting to come into her own but having to overcome the voice of a figure that has control of her is at the center of their strife. They both want so much for Ladybird but have different ways of hoping to achieve it. What comes across to Ladybird as her mother being spiteful and controlling to her mother Marion is her being protective and realistic. The bird wants to take flight, but the mother isn't quite yet ready to tempt the fates. Home can be something that hurts, and their relationship hits its breaking point when Marion finds out about Ladybird's place on the waitlist, leading to the two not speaking to each other for the rest of the summer, even as Ladybird heads off to college. With the last waning moments in the airport, Marion refuses to even accompany her to the gate, 
not realizing the error in her ways until it's far too late. Thank you for driving. You're welcome. You're not coming. You can't walk up to the gates anymore anyway. Yeah, but I'm going to college. Well, Dad will walk you to security. Parking's too expensive here. Part 3. A Name Home is a name, a given title that either comfortably or uncomfortably defines us, else we choose to go by another. Christine McPherson begins the movie having taken up the moniker of Ladybird. There's a brilliant scene early in the movie where she says it's her given name because she gave it to herself. Always thought that was a really funny turn of phrase. Ladybird shows how powerful a name can be. It shifts and shapes and changes to us. It makes us feel more cozy against that which gives us emotional strife in the universe. The name Ladybird represents her journey to independence, a separation from that which held her back, a new life with new opportunities for growth and achievement. Christine is a name she never asked for. It was thrown upon her by a mother who's been demanding and controlling. That name can't represent her because it's not hers. In the end, as she heads to college in New York, going into a real sense of maturity, she reclaims the name Christine. Out of the newfound love and respect she's garnered for her parents, especially her mother, home is something that lives with her forever, and it took growing out of her immaturity and into her adulthood to fully realize it. Reach the McPherson family, please leave a message. Thank you. Hi, Mom and Dad. It's me, Christine. It's the name you gave me. It's a good one. We can get so caught up in our own worlds in making a statement or a stand that we can lose our own humanity. That human connection to a love that is unconditional. But not everyone can find home. For some, finding home is a matter of escaping home, freeing oneself to lead a life they're the sole architect of. But for others, home is something that is forever carried, a burden or a blessing that lives with you forever no matter the strides you make to bury it. For Ladybird, Christine, it's a bit of both, a complex concept she's only beginning to truly understand as a young adult. Whether it's a place, or a relationship, or a name, there's a reassurance that no matter what we call home, and no matter how displaced or detached we become from it, home will call for us, awaiting our familiar embrace. Mind Theater is produced and written by me, A.O.A. King Bade, in collaboration with Muckraker Media. For updates on the show and upcoming episodes, follow Mind Theater Pod on Twitter and Instagram. If you want to support me, the Kofi link is in the show notes. Thanks for listening. I'll catch you next time.
tell you. I love you. Thank you. I'm... Thank you.